Welcome to Baltic Landlords, an international broadcast about real estate development, property management and income sustainability. I am your host, David Svet, and my guest today is David Barons, founder of Our Brokerage, the fastest growing real estate agency in Baltic states. David, welcome to Baltic Landlords. Yes, hello, David. Let's start with real estate development. Before we get into the building stage, explain to me the hidden part of the iceberg. What is the process I must go through before the actual building of the house? Take a private house in suburbs, for example, if I bought the land and have put aside 250,000 euros to build it. What is the next step? Yeah, uh, congratulations on founding the land <laughs> because it gets harder and harder uh, every year, uh, especially now when it's a uh, big demand for uh, land for development. Uh, Obviously, the next uh, stage, if you have chosen the land and uh, like saw all the possibilities what you can do on it uh, uh, with the municipality, uh, then uh, you find the architect uh, you fancy and uh, uh, start to plan and make the design of the house and uh, and uh, work with the local municipality to uh, get approved uh, of this project and uh, yeah it's quite uh, easy step-by-step process you find land you find an architect you uh, make the design you like uh, approve with the municipality and you can start the building are there any specially required documents that you need to give to the municipality or or is it just Uh, there are many many documents Uh, usually they uh, depends on the house or the project you are planning to build they ask for specific documents uh, such as uh, uh, constructors uh, like uh, estimates of what's the weight going to be on some spe- specific wall and such on uh, and for each project it depends yeah for some they might ask one documents for other other documents and but most part of the documents are at the fin- finishing yeah? when you have to uh, give the house uh, in let it in exploitation so you can use it yeah then then the real paperwork starts Okay, uh, let's take a step back and look at the land once again. Mm-hmm. What is the designation of a plot of land on which houses can be built? And is it possible to change, for example, the designation of a land plot, which is a forest land, to a building area? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, houses can be built on uh, specific uh, building a- areas, which are uh, uh, like... Uh, municipality decides uh, like uh, each uh, period they are planning uh, development of the municipality which plots are going to be used for residential uh, commercial mixed or uh, recreational uh, zones and in the all, all of the zones which are mixed or residential you can build a house uh, for each uh, this uh, zone there are specific uh, rules you have to um take in mind and uh, and your house should be uh, inside those uh, rules and uh, and of course there are there is a process in which you can uh, uh, create uh, this uh, 
local uh, plan uh, to change uh, some specific area if you think uh, there is a better uh, way how to use that plot and municipality agrees with you and the neighbors agree with you. <laughs> okay. Yes, so there is a possibility that you can change these uh, zones uh, if the municipality and neighbors uh, will agree with you. Um, yeah, and the same uh, goes with the forest. Of course, it's possible to deforest uh, some uh, deforest land and to build there uh, again if the municipality is agreeing with you and uh, um, a responsible uh, forest-like uh, uh, structure is uh, agreeing that uh, this forest can be deforested and it doesn't uh, impact uh, the forest's uh, like uh, environment like animals and uh, uh, some uh, uh, biological uh, structures in the forest. Yeah, if it doesn't impact it uh, importantly, then sometimes it's possible to deforest and uh, build very close to forest or in the forest, uh, uh, even residential or uh, some mixed-use properties. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a story of your own experience in such cases? Uh, yeah, I'm currently involved in uh, such a project where we are developing like it's like small project to one hectare of uh, forest land. We are dividing it in uh, uh, smaller uh, land plots and uh, planning to actually we are already selling them uh, three of the plots. We have already found buyers and uh, they are waiting for the uh, documental process to finish uh, where we are dividing the plots and uh, making this deforestation. Yeah. Okay, and if I have a plot on 10 hectares of land, is there a limit to how many pieces I can cut it? Or I can easily make like 100 properties out of it and then sell them piece by piece? Uh, well, if you have 10 hectares, probably you will be available to uh, divide it in uh, even maybe 100 uh, <laughs> uh, pieces. But uh, it depends on uh, each uh, municipality's uh, zone. Uh, for example, in uh, one municipality, you will be available to divide it in, uh, for example, 400, 600 square meters each plot, which is quite small, uh, but it's possible. For, for example, in Riga, you can divide in like 500, 600 uh, meter uh, plots, uh, but uh, in some municipalities, they require that uh, you um, divide it not... Uh, less than like 2,000 square meters or 1,200 square meters. So it depends on uh, what's the minimum requirement from municipality and specific zone. And uh, after that, you can uh, just divide the area, divide by the uh, possible uh, minimal requirements. And, uh, and of course, you have to take in uh, taking the roads and the necessary infrastructure for to for the future houses uh, if you take that in account then uh, yeah you can easily calculate how much uh, how how many like these plots and how how larger they're going to be uh, in calculations yeah, you can calculate it okay you mentioned that there are some municipalities where uh, it is possible to even cut the pieces into 400 or 500 square meter mm -hmm. uh, bits of land. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the percentage of that 400 square meter land plot that can be used for the actual building side of the house? Uh, it's called the uh, 
it, it's uh, usually each municipality uh, decides on the percentage of uh, land plot you can use for uh, uh, building or construction and uh, it, it depends for example in this uh, case I mentioned where I'm deforesting uh, the land and uh, going to and selling to people who want to build residential houses you can uh, they will be uh, possible to build on 12% uh, from the total area of the land plot so for them it will be 12% for other uh, cases it can be up to 30 or even uh, unlimited amount uh, yes in some cases it's uh, not not even limited yeah mm. uh, you just have to take in count other aspects such as uh, other land plots and buildings on them how far are the windows from the uh, your planned building house and uh, you just have to take many many things in count uh, not just like uh, how many percent are available for you for building the house on land plot mm -hmm. but usually it's somewhere around yeah uh, 10 12 percent up to like 30 percent yeah it's like i would say 20 30 percent is like uh, average uh, usage of a land plot okay so theoretically for residential house yeah yeah so theoretically there can be land plots which can be used to the maximum capacity like 100 percent because on the streets of Valdrigatan, for example there are many buildings where under them is just a land of the same size as the building uh yeah it's it, you know the old town or center it's a very specific and exclusive uh, uh, districts and uh, for them applies uh, different rules yeah so uh, you have to take these specific rules or measurements uh, in count uh yeah and you can for example the difference is that uh, on the center or old town you can uh, build this perimetrical uh, uh, type of buildings which means you can build on uh, on the land plots border yeah which you usually uh, usually on other residential uh, plots you can do that you have to build uh, taking account some like four or even more mm. meters from the border yeah so uh, and then taking account other buildings and but center is different it's different rules and you can build on the border you can build next to other houses and it's a different uh, different story okay and are there any restrictions on how many floors i can build underground or above it uh yeah of course uh, that's the same uh with uh, how how many percent you can uh, build on the plot the same applies for the floors yeah there is it called it's called uh, the intensity and the maximum uh, available floors so yeah for some land plots you can build for example such as uh, close to uh, in Riga close to Spitsa and uh, this district you can build the higher buildings uh, usually six uh, floors or even more uh, I have seen uh, some plots uh, in mesh parks where it's available 24 uh, floor buildings yeah uh, it's it's possible sometimes but uh, very um, often uh, developers use you mm, decide not to use uh, the maximum capacity because of the construction uh, costs but uh, and uh, the demand in our market but um, yeah it's, there are restrictions and uh, you always should uh, before planning any construction or development should take in account how many floors you can make because it makes a huge huge difference in uh, land's value if you can 
build only only for example three floors or five floors yeah then the calculations change uh, dramatically yeah, obviously the one on which you can build five floors is much more expensive right uh, it should be yeah more valuable yeah because mm-hmm. you can uh, build more property in the more sellable uh, area yeah and what about suburban areas uh, are there any land plots where is it ava- it is available to build 24 stories or in more or are there these limitations much uh, shorter mm. in that spectrum? Uh, usually uh, for each municipality, uh, there is uh, this um, like uh, main architect or uh, uh, towns or cities uh, planner uh, who is kind of uh, deciding how the city should look like uh, in next 20, 30 years. And, uh, and they usually uh, try to uh, find uh, a solution to exi- existing problems, and uh, and and in the way they choose which zones and how many floors are available to build on these plots uh, uh, by uh, solving some uh, like pro- problems existing right now and and. For example, as Riga as an example uh, is that uh, um, currently city like planners they try to uh, like give an impulse to developers uh, to build these uh, three floor uh, multi apartment buildings uh, close to borders. Uh, yeah, and uh, not to make too many like apartments in one uh, district because there's a shortage of parking and and they try try to solve the parking issue which currently like in this uh, Soviet time building areas where there's many many apartments but uh, not a lot of space where to put cars and and that's why they are currently trying to make. Uh, uh, yeah, this uh, to incentivize developers to build these three-floor uh, residential buildings where it's, there are parking for everybody, and and uh, and of course uh, the private houses uh, to try to move out of the city because the city should be uh, more for like active, involved people, in the, and outside of the city is more for like recreational and, and stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen, you know, in in suburbs, I haven't seen these uh, 24 uh, floor uh, uh, buildings. And I guess we will never see them probably because uh, um, always the city planners, they try to uh, make the possible next developments that they fit in the current current, uh, area. For example, there are many like, private houses and you shouldn't build like big tower in between them yeah yeah <laughs> and, just... and opposite yeah you shouldn't yeah. build a small uh, private house in between two large buildings it's just uh <laughs> yeah, makes sense. weird makes sense uh, i was just thinking from the perspective if uh, potentially in future there is somebody who wants to build a new city and uh choose some area in, in, in the map of uh, like Baltic states and try to develop something new like is it possible for, for him to do something like that or are there too many limitations 
in place to to let him mm-hmm. pursue his vision yeah for people who want to develop a new city from uh, ground uh, they should probably consider china uh, going to china I see i have seen that they just build cities out of nothing or even russia uh, they just build these cities and then wait for people to <laughs> uh, to grow the population maybe at some time the cities will be useful mm-hmm. uh, yeah but in the Baltics I, I don't see that happening because of our population growth is uh, negative and uh, and uh, even if uh, some crazy investor decided okay I will spend all my money on building a new city and call it my name uh, I think uh, it's not impossible. Yeah, I think it's not impossible. Uh, uh, but um, I think it could be the goal could be reached uh, in uh, working uh, with the, some kind of existing municipality, which is very open to attracting investments and making uh, uh, making these zones available. Uh, for this like new developer who wants to build his own like quartal or city something like this um uh, making the zonings and uh, and the uh, approvings of construction uh, uh suitable for uh, his plans yeah it's like communication what's the benefit of building such city and then if this uh, i don't know city sees a value in building some new new buildings attracting uh, attracting some people who would like to live there and paying taxes in this current city uh, i think uh, some city would uh, or town would uh, be lucky to have such investor but i, I don't see it happening uh, <laughs> happening in uh, even baltics i guess uh, because of the population it's more more urbanization and uh, uh, yeah living in the city building new cities it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, sometimes hard to sell uh, a, a residential project of uh, 150 uh, apartments, and if you build many such, then uh, yeah. yeah, there's not not so many uh, buyers in the market uh, that can absorb uh, that amount. Yeah, I once saw this one city of more than 600 dreamlike castles in Turkey, <laughs> yeah. where one billionaire showed many many billions in that project, and it's now a complete ghost town. There are these literally castles that are yeah. semi-finished and nobody lives there and it's away from everything so there's like only one or two routes to get there and it's just completely empty yeah so. yeah it's like tourist attraction now and uh, that's it you can use them for that's that's the uh, that's the point uh, that you should build uh, something that uh, there is demand for yeah if you build just because you like building or or you have an idea you want to realize then you should know that uh, you're building it for yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and potentially you can end up with the t- turkey situation <laughs> yeah and uh, what about those buildings which are for example three or five uh, stories tall and uh, at some point of time someone decides that he wants to develop it further above for example one or two stories above uh, is it possible everywhere or are there restrictions for example if i build a three-story building and 10 years down the line i decide i want to build like five more stories uh, Mm. on top of it is it possible yeah it's possible if the this local zoning uh, allows for this like six floor development uh, because uh, you 
the local zoning allows uh, like the maximum capacity, but uh, you are not required to build the maximum. So you can decide to build the less and uh, if you choose after some years, yeah, you can continue the development to the maximum capacity. But uh, uh, usually the that's not the most efficient way how to use the land plot. Uh, uh, yeah, because the if you have built already existing home, then you have to remove the roof and continue building and and uh, continue all the utility appliances to uh, to the next floors and uh, I don't think it's the best uh, the best scenario. But I have been, I have seen many projects in Riga where they build one floor, two floors uh, on top top of the building. Usually they uh, somehow manage to get the permit uh, with uh, no cost or really really small cost like in cooperation with the exi- existing uh, building owner and they somehow cooperate or and the owner allows to build two more floors or one more floor on top of the existing building and in return the builder I don't know does some staircase renovation or, or makes parking or something uh, or elevators or something like this and uh, I have seen such projects uh, yeah not many of them are very financially success- successful because it's quite costly uh, to do it uh, and uh, uh, quite hard to get the permits but uh, it's not impossible and uh, if you go in such projects with consideration and uh, uh, have planned all the processes then uh, yeah you can do that so it's definitely more cheaper to just build the, um, the story height that you yeah, potentially want yeah to of course of course it's the same if you uh, want to finish a task you can finish it uh, mm-hmm. like do it in five minutes or you can do it in do it two minutes then and now go for a drink then do it another two minutes and go for a walk another two minutes it's just the switching from task to task uh, takes time yeah. and uh, it's the same in construction yeah you have to switch from uh, existing building to the developing another floor or another permits another uh, you need to find the builders and architects it just takes time yeah, yeah. okay 1100 euros per square meter is about the average building cost in latvian market what is included in these costs and what else should I take into consideration when building my, my own house? Mm, in the 1100, uh, it's uh, of course the labor, uh, construction materials, uh, big part taxes, yeah, we have VAT, uh, yeah, the taxes for the employment, uh, for the contractors, yeah. It, it basically it's like three, three parts it's labor it's construction materials and taxes okay and what else is there from your own experience if i want to build a house say i take into consideration these thousand one hundred euros per square meter what else is there that i should be aware of uh, mm-hmm. when calculating my cost of building a house mm-hmm. um usually it's uh, making the project, the architect costs. Uh, most of the time, the people don't uh, evaluate uh, like um, 
landscaping yeah landscaping can be costly uh, especially if you want really fancy garden um, yeah what else uh, sometimes uh, yeah the furniture the kitchen appliances uh, they are, all of them are uh, uh, yeah take some proportion of the total cost and uh, and uh, if people are planning planning to build a house uh, i would um, recommend to meet uh, a designer or architect who has uh, experience in like full cycle with the building uh, with interior uh, landscaping and uh, make uh, this called uh, there's this design plan i would say it's called like design plan yeah where uh, he helps you to understand that for example in uh, this stage you need this amount of money and uh, these are the materials you need to have and 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 at what stage what how much money do you need what kind of materials and what kind of appliance and at what moment and this is a really uh, useful thing especially um, it helps you to understand uh, what's important in what stage for example maybe it's not important to uh, make the landscaping uh, now yeah you could uh, invest maybe more money in construction construction materials if you don't have the unlimited budget and uh, make the house better and then you can see down the road that uh, for example after six months you can like save money for the landscaping or you can save money for some uh, interior uh, like uh, design things and uh, yeah, I would uh, recommend to meet some f like full uh, cycle architect or designer who can make uh, such a plan for you. Okay, the house is built. I have spent whole of my budget, the 250,000 euros to build it, but decide I want to move to Brazil for some reason. Mm -hmm. uh, for how much can I sell a 200 square meter two story family house on a 2000 square meter land plot? say it's in the region of Yelgun, so around 50 kilometers from Riga mm. and not in the most demanded area of Latvia. Mm. Uh, you know, I have to see your house to uh, <laughs> evaluate exactly. I have seen a very crazy type of houses, uh, which maybe only uh, only you like s such design, like all black house or all red uh, or something like this. but. Uh, you know the average uh, new house uh, i know that evaluators now evaluate house around 100 like 1200 1300 euros per square meter yeah so it's uh, usually the construction costs and the acquiring land and projects and such on usually end up uh, uh, around the same the costs are usually as the same as the value mm -hmm. i would say like this and only only the uh, very efficient builders or very uh, specific type of uh, house projects are possible to build with uh, profit mm. so not much of a gain if i decide to move out usually not not there is no gain yeah usually i would say it's even the opposite that uh, people invest a lot of money in uh, their their like a residential house where they're planning to live and they don't consider uh, that they could uh, 
move in the next five years because uh, nobody is thinking like, okay, I will build this house and sell after five years. Usually people plan to live there forever, but uh, as we have seen in the reality, uh, most of the people don't live in their house uh, forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Usually something happens. They get a job, they divorce, they uh, just... Kids grow up and the house gets too big and uh, many, many reasons they choose to move to some and to change to something else. Yeah. And uh, should consider that if you are building, uh, if, if you're not like very consistent uh, person, then uh, should consider uh, building uh, something that is uh, like in this uh, medium uh, uh, or average uh, type of house, average price, so you can exit uh, without losses. Okay, is there anything I can do to raise the valuation of a house after it's built, or is there only techniques to implement before the house is actually mm-hmm. built to raise the valuation? Mm-hmm. I would say most of the most of the value raising things are uh, before, yeah, because. Uh, uh, you should uh, take in consideration uh, the planning, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms uh, are the area is fully usable. Yeah, if if you can use all the uh, square meters in the house, or there are some spare or useless, but uh, they you have to pay the builder to build them. Yeah, but you don't use them, uh, so most of the time the value is uh, in that you find a great location that you can uh, buy land for a great price that you can manage to create a project uh, which is uh, high quality without uh, unusable spaces uh, that it that it is uh, in the uh, total area is in the range with uh, most of the demand for houses is and uh, and that you manage to actually build it in the budget uh, you have planned or less and it's usually very hard to do that uh, if you have no experience and uh, yeah and after that it's only to the, just keep the house uh, uh, not too much uh, in just keep it in good condition yeah to just uh, clean it paint it if needed and uh, uh, most of the damage for house is done by water so you have to uh, just uh, mm, use the house in a way that the water doesn't damage or you don't damage it or your kids or dogs don't damage yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, what is the most demanded land plot in current market? Uh, the area, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the most demanded, you know, the, the thing is that the minimal, uh, usually in the all the municipalities around the rig the minimal area you can uh, divide the land is around uh, 1200 square meters so uh, that's uh, why developers divide them in 12 12,000 square meters and that's why they are usually the most bought because there are a lot of them and people just buy what's available on the market uh, yeah, I guess if there would be available lands a little bit bigger, uh, they would choose maybe to buy 1500, maybe up to 2000 square meters. Uh, yeah, but usually developers decide to go for the minimum uh, uh, requirement. Yeah, but I guess something around 1000 to 2000 square meters is the most demanded. 
Okay, and is there a specific bedroom count that increases demand for houses or does it vary? Yeah, yeah, it should. Uh, the the rule, yeah, I would say the rule is a minimum you have to have three bedrooms. Mm. Yeah, because uh, usually uh, house is occupied by uh, uh, mainly by at least three or four people. So it's a uh, uh, couple and kid or couple or two kids uh, or couple kid and like spare bedroom. Uh, so I would say the minimum is three. Uh, if you have less, it's a value decreasing uh, factor. Uh, if you have four, it's uh, I would say it's a little bit better than three, but uh, doesn't increase values mm. like importantly. Uh, yeah, if you have four or five or more, it's uh, specific uh, usually it, it will be a specific type of home usually maybe it's uh, like premium luxury or uh, or just very big house and uh, uh, and then it starts to be a niche uh, product and uh, if you find a niche where is a buyer who is interested in such house and exactly such house then you can uh, benefit from it but uh, most of the time uh, you won't yeah, most of the time you will benefit if you have three or four bedrooms, it's completely enough for a, a private house. Okay, if I build houses as a strategy for investments, so I build a house with the thought in mind that I mm -hmm. will sell it to somebody, mm -hmm. does it help if I model the potential buyer of the house before mm -hmm. building it? Or what are some techniques to do it? In yeah, way? yeah, I guess... You, uh, I think uh, uh, most of the people in nineties have uh, born nineties have seen this movie where uh, Mel Gibson is uh, uh, working in this marketing agency and trying on himself the lipsticks and all the female uh, uh, products just to feel how it feels to be a user of uh, these products and uh, it's the same with. Uh, I would say any product and the house is a product uh, if you're building it uh, it's the same as you manufacture a lipstick or you build a house is the same uh, you are building it for someone and uh, the better you know who is that someone uh, the better uh, house you can build yeah, and uh, uh, if you really well know for who you are building that house then you can uh, see what's important for him yeah is the big bedrooms important important or the price is more important is the um, interior uh, materials important or the price is more important yeah or what kind of heating and uh, uh, yeah what uh, additional like uh, things they are expecting yeah in the house so you can uh, balance out uh, all of the uh, expectations uh, and uh, possibilities uh, to find the best fit for uh, such a person and uh, in that way yeah you can uh, you can profit you can uh, ba build great product and uh, and if you don't take that in account then usually you end up uh, like in turkey <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay let's talk about the role of real estate agents in the selling business of residential business yeah do i need to seek a professional in this regard or can i do it myself just as successfully if i have uh, built a house and want to sell it yeah it depends depends on many factors you know one of my friends uh, recently met with uh, one uh, house owner uh, who has no teeth and he looks very like scary guy 
and the house is good price is good but somehow he didn't manage to sell it for a long time yeah i think in his case it's very useful to use agent uh, because he can represent the house uh, not to scare buyers away and uh, and just to close uh, close the deal yeah? and uh, and and there are uh, many many factors which you can should consider yeah like uh, uh, many high uh, high like uh, position people choose real estate agents because they are very focused on their business their role in the business uh, and uh, they it's important for them to like focus on their own thing and uh, not to think about the buyers their questions their the showings and to manage them and the legal procedures and so on uh, yeah i i, I think uh, they should consider a real estate agent uh, uh, if you are like you know uh, this there are there is this type you know uh, when i meet them I, I usually tell them you should sell your house yourself you know because uh, they uh, they have available time they are nice and friendly they have done the research about the competition about competitor houses uh, they have uh, they are possible to get a decision from person and, uh, and uh, and they have maybe experience already in the real estate market and so on uh yeah and they have fun doing it yeah it's important i guess uh, then yeah you, why not uh, do it and uh, save on the commission and uh, uh yeah just just do it so it uh, depends on the person who is doing it yeah i know that the many uh, developers who build houses they choose to work with agents just because they want to focus on building houses they want to uh, and and that's a very hard uh, uh, job to do yeah the house construction and the process is very hard and uh, demands a lot of attention and it's uh, very hard to uh, focus uh, and on two things uh, and this at the same time yeah? if you are focusing on construction it's very hard to be focused on the buyer buyer needs and on his questions maybe you will just not be as uh, open or uh, responsive to uh, with the buyer yeah? when you have to think about the next material supplies uh, day or or you need to find some workers or there are some problems you need to solve yeah, yeah. for such developers is it better to hire an in-house real estate agents or just go to the to an agency and sign some exclusive contract and mm-hmm. let them uh, sell the mm-hmm. sell the houses or properties. Yeah, again, again, it depends. Uh, I, I would say for uh, large scale uh, property developers, usually it will be the in-house uh, guy because uh, you can just pay salary and small bonuses, and on the uh, huge amount of uh, sales he is doing, uh, it's a very small percentage uh, from the sales volume uh, that you need to pay to such in-house uh, person uh yeah of course it uh, it's important to find very motivated and the uh, and self like sufficient uh, person who likes uh, the job yeah because it's uh, it could be uh, a big problem if he is just like you know happy with the salary and uh, not uh, very active in sales uh, but usually the large developers go with the in-house uh, people and they like to control the sales process because they have their own systems brand and they want to keep their uh, uh, name in a specific way. Uh, yeah, but I would say small or medium uh, developers, uh, I, think, I think they should 
almost always choose the realtors because uh, uh, you don't have that amount of work uh, uh, that you should hire somebody full time to do that. Um, yeah, plus uh, for the large corporations, you have like the marketing uh, department, legal department, the sales guy. You have like all these departments which are, uh, usually take care of everything. But if you're like building, I don't know, one to fifty th- uh, houses, like private houses, then uh, Usually the agency can do it uh, every, everything for you and, uh, and with their competency in the market uh, you can bet, bet, get better prices, save on marketing costs and uh, just pay on the result which is very important for small developers because their cash flow is usually not, uh, uh, well it's limited, yeah it's limited and uh, it's uh, better to pay when you have cash flow not like uh, having uh, regular expenses uh, sometimes without uh, income and cash flow from the sales. What exactly is the role of real estate agent in the sales process? (laughs) I would say I I was uh, reading uh, like what's the role of the CEO? It's like uh, (laughs) everything and it's the same 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 with the real estate agent if you uh, consider the uh yeah selling something then the real estate agent's role is to take responsibility of everything yeah and the meaning everything is that uh, the seller gets uh, the highest possible uh, price and uh, money for his property uh, he gets it done in the time frame uh, he has planned and uh, agreed with agent and uh, or, or if it's possible the fastest possible time and that he does it in uh, on his conditions, uh, which he is interested in, and uh, and the for sell and for the buyer, it's uh, that um, same the safety, the uh, transparency of the deal, and uh, uh, yeah, just uh, making that uh, deal happens. Yeah, the the result of the agent actually is the deal happens. Yeah. And all the other things is uh, sub factors like uh, for what price, what time, uh, and what conditions. Yeah, but uh, the most important responsibility is that deal happens and uh, and take responsibility for how it happened. Okay, how do you see the future of real estate agents? Do you see a growing demand for these professionals, or will it decrease instead? Uh, if you mean like uh, number or count of agents, then uh, I think it's too much already. <laughs> Even in Riga, in Latvia, there are too many, uh, too many agents uh, and too many uh, people who call call themselves agents. And uh, uh, our company's goal is to reduce uh, the number of uh, agents in the market. It's very funny. We are agency, but we want to reduce the. A number of uh, people in the market uh, by making a lot of processes digitalized and uh, and uh, and making uh, the agents who continue to be on market uh, that they are uh, in uh, that they are very competent uh, they are in really high demand because they are like know the real estate sector very holistically that they know construction they know pro- project making they they know. Uh, city planning they know uh, 
all the aspects they know sales they know marketing like they are holistic uh, person who uh, can uh, assist uh, any investor developer uh, yeah people who are interested just in real estate in uh, in like in deep uh, deep way yeah because a lot of people now they are just uh, doing uh, real estate agents work because they don't have any other work or uh, not really interested specifically in real estate just making commissions and uh, i am really uh, confident that uh, in the future uh, agents will be less but they they will be very smart they will be uh, really into uh, real estate and they will have to have knowledge in technology as well yeah so they will analyze data they will know how to make digital projects they will know uh, buyer demands and uh, can analyze things and can manage property development sales marketing and yeah there were there were just these holistic people who can uh, do do real estate <laughs> so the competence of real estate agents spans way more than just the sales process and these legal yeah works. of course of course it's uh, there are some these infographics where uh, <laughs> there are these uh, parts of the real estate agents like a psychologist psychologist uh, like uh, constructor the therapist uh, yeah the driver and <laughs> everything yeah you know it's everything and i know people who can uh, usually it, it used to be like uh, that you have to have a knowledge in some specific uh, industry and very deep uh, knowledge in something but uh, now the demand for uh, skills is changing so fast that uh, even you are very uh, very well know some kind of industry or some skill it can change in like five years it can change so you need just to be very adaptable and go with the markets uh, what's market demanding yeah and need to adapt and and really high quality agents uh, they are uh, available to do that they uh, they do that and they adapt and uh, they will continue to adapt and uh, and uh, and that and not a lot of people can do that that's why the ones who will adapt and improve and raise their uh, knowledge standard uh, will continue to work and uh, and they will get all of the benefit of uh, uh, being in such position uh, because if there are less agents less professionals the but the people who want to use real estate services remain the same then uh, all of the top uh, people will just uh, increase their benefit for increasing their uh, knowledge standards and uh, and the technologies they use and know and so on and what about the demand from sellers perspective the property sellers do you think the trust level will grow in that aspect or 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 or, or will it remain flat as it is right now because more and more sellers or maybe more and less sellers are very skeptical about the role of real estate agent in the sales process because they somehow think that they can do it on their own and they don't need help from mm-hmm. from these professionals uh you know in i will start from like global and globally i think uh, overall the trust between people uh, are increasing uh, and will increase in world because the more technology brings more and more transparency that we can know 
I can know what you are doing and when and uh, how and uh, you can know everything about me and this transparency uh, between people and people in government and so on it will just be um, bigger and bigger and that's why I think the trust will uh, uh, grow and uh, and technology allows uh, us to not to trust but to verify everything like for example you can let people in your apartment uh, by providing some ID check uh, with photo uh, taking a photo and scanning if it's a real people person and so on and if he does some damage then you can take money from his credit card and so on uh, I think these systems are already are developing and are already some in some countries are in use and it, it will just take over the world so uh, I think that uh, there won't be uh, question about uh, do sellers uh, trust real estate agents or not uh, they will just trust the system that uh, uh, approves or verifies uh, people who they work with and uh, and uh, and I'm very I, I believe that uh, uh, just there won't be a need for real estate agents in very simple deals yeah where you have an apartment you want to sell it to your neighbor uh, i think there won't be needed assistance in that uh, because uh, you probably we can we will be available to do it via our phones yeah uh, but uh, in the way i mean uh, real estate agents will be demanded are are these uh, really complex uh, real estates yeah where you need to analyze like uh, you have a big land plot or big property you need to analyze how what's the best use for it and uh, what uh, how can you build such property that uh, you you use it in the best possible way and and there are so many ways how you can use it you can build residential you can build mix you can build commercial you can build different kind of areas in each floor and uh, different colors and, uh, and how all these things affect uh, people who are coming to this property and to the sales price the rent price there's so so many aspects so many uh, so much information that uh, you have to consider and i believe that these high-end real estate agents will be available to evaluate such things and provide for uh, for uh, sellers a service and uh, for buyers uh, uh, information and package uh, with uh, yeah information to consider when starting a development or selling uh, a property yeah. tell me more about our brokerage what does it specialize in and why should people choose our brokerage to realize their properties uh, yeah our brokerage uh, we are uh, our like unique selling point is that uh, we focus only on uh, sellers uh, benefit and uh, sellers need so we all of our sales process all of our systems uh, in the company are designed to uh, get the most benefit for the sellers and that's why many people uh, choose to work with us that's why they choose to sign exclusive contracts uh, pay us uh, commissions because uh, they 100% can trust us that they are we are working in their interest and uh, our goal is to sell their property for the maximum uh, uh, price and uh, in the time frame which is uh, comfortable for the seller uh, and uh, we are working uh, to be the movers of digitalization of some of aspects of the real estate transactions and evaluation of uh, uh, your next uh, res residence uh, 
uh, yeah, we currently currently we have three offices. Uh, one is in Riga, two are in uh, Lepai and Dogopils. Uh, we are 23 agents currently and growing fast. Uh, yeah, each year we have grown 200-300% and uh, we can, I believe, we'll continue doing that. And uh, currently we are franchising and uh, and planning to sell first franchises already this year. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and uh, we are very open to talk with sellers who are in the market or uh, planning to put the property on market uh, uh, just to see if uh, they believe that by following our process they can uh, get the most money out of their property and if we can uh, show them that it's possible then uh, we are very happy to work with them okay are there any new projects that you are working on that you would like to share uh we have many projects, yeah, we are making this uh, digital product uh, for uh, people who want to find apartments, yeah, Adify, uh, this is our one of our projects I'm very proud of, uh, we have already uh, uh, big corporations really interested in uh, that we are providing and a lot of uh, buyers are already using and the volume is growing and uh, we are working for new design, yeah, we are working for um, new real estate portal which very functional and uh, very good design and very well thought uh, out uh, things that uh, usually buyers who want to browse portals are looking for uh, yeah i'm involved in some real estate projects currently in in uh, agenskans and take and Jurmula, yeah by planning to build or renovate or divide land plots and uh, yeah, and I would be happy to <laughs> uh, be involved in uh, many more projects, uh, especially with the resi- residential part or the residential project. Where can people find you? Uh, I guess in the <laughs> Baltic landlords. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow through the Baltic landlords, but uh, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, you can or just find on other that will be my... Uh, email phone number uh, it's available so you can just call me <laughs> okay i appreciate this conversation david thank you for sharing your time with me and baltic landlords thank okay. you okay that was nice. <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay.